Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I am here today with Sidekick Brad. Say hi, Sidekick Brad. Hi, Sidekick Brad. Woo! You you are very good at obeying. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) That's a different topic. (laughs) Yeah, we're not talking about that today. We're not talking about that today. So, uh, so fun. We're going to, uh, today actually, uh, I've been in some really interesting conversations this week. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, was coming up, we were talking about how relationships are today versus how they used to be. And, uh, I meant to call my mom. I haven't had time today, but I wanted to call my mom and ask her, uh, I would love to know, uh, my parents are still married after, I don't know, 57 years of marriage. Uh, what, and they're still in love. So what makes that work? Like, what are the things that you do in those long-term relationships that work and that allow those, Great relationships? Question. because I feel like we've gotten away from the basics in today's world and in, in dating today. So what would those be? What so here is my, here's my topic name. The topic name is lessons from a better generation. And I like that because I do think the generations before us were better at relationships, and I think we have too many distractions today, and too, I mean, people don't have enough patience now, and there's way too many distractions, and again, I go back to the whole thing with, uh, with the COVID thing. We're coming out of a pandemic. Why can't we change our gears going forward? But they now? dealt with those too. They dealt with depression. They dealt with the pandemics. They dealt with... So they, they dealt with all that. They dealt with the same uh, stuff. I'm so. not saying that they didn't deal with that. But what I'm saying is people shouldn't have been dating during the pandemic. And now they're getting back out there so that it's a fresh start. So they have an opportunity to do things different. So maybe we're going to give them some ideas today. And I did ask a couple people, a couple of my friends, uh, to give me some feedback. And I loved their answers. There was one I especially love that I'll share. Uh, so, uh, so let's, let's hear from you guys. Cause I know we went live on Facebook, which is fun. Uh, let's hear from you guys. What do you think, what did, what do you think the other generations did? Our parents, our grandparents, what did they do that we could use today that we could learn a lesson from today? Things we've forgotten, right? I mean, down yeah. to simple things, Brad, like we talk about, like we we're joking a couple weeks ago about the phone call. Like maybe now people will start talking on the phone as they're getting to know people. And that wasn't something that, that was something people forgot to do. They would, you know, get online, they'd message each other, then they'd meet up like on an online dating app. They'd meet up for like coffee or drinks and they never spoke on the phone. So maybe now people will start making that phone call because I'm sure back then they didn't even have phones or they make had. a text message. They'd, That's all they had when they had to pick up that around. big phone, you know, that giant thing. Oh my God. The crank. Do, do you remember that? Oh, no, I don't remember that. Uh, the, oh, the crank. No, not the crank. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Like, maybe our parents, do you think our parents do? That was way before that. Uh, it's probably grandparents. So I do remember that um, I was a phonaholic, probably still am. Uh, my parents used to ground me from the phone all the time. And the only phones we had were those little dial ones where you had to. Rotaries. Yeah. So, 
and they were loud. Like, especially some of them, you hit, you dial it, and it would, the back it would go as all the whole way back. Yeah. So I'd stick my finger in it because I was sneaking phone calls in the middle of the night. Then I'd hold it. The yeah, you hold way. your finger in the. In yeah, I'd hold, hold it, it in there and hold uh -huh. it all the way back so it was quiet. I know. I I had every trick in the book, and my mom does listen to my podcast, so. Mom, you knew. I know you knew. You knew that I did, did that. Yeah, no, she knew I snuck out. She knew everything. She knew. So before everything. we get into, before you get into some of the the things you were talking about about uh -huh. the better generation, if you will, or the greatest generation, as Mr. Brokaw I think titled it. What are some of the basics that you think they did that is not happening now? Well, that's what we're talking about. That's so. exactly what we're talking about. Uh, you know, I. Um, I think commitment was different, you know, commitment was different back then. They, people were committed no matter what. They got married. Temptation's always been there. I mean, yes, there's more available now, you know? I, I think that's for sure. But yeah. who, that shouldn't change who we are, though. That shouldn't change what our integrity is. Right. If you're a loyal person, you're a loyal person. Right. It doesn't matter what's available to you, Right. It, does, it shouldn't matter what's available to you. There's always things available to everybody. And some people, there's more availability to things than to other people. But that shouldn't change your character and integrity. If you're committed to somebody and you're committed to being loyal to them, all the temptation in the world, you know, Brad Pitt could come hit on you or Angelina Jolie. And you know what? If you're in a relationship, you don't like her? No. Oh, no. I'll, I'll, you could, I mean, it, it, it shouldn't affect. And I know, I'm sure, you know, my dad traveled. I'm sure temptation was there in, in their life too, but they were committed to their families. They were committed to their spouses, right? I mean, that's why we saw well, so I, much I, divorce I, after. I just think there was a, it, the whole attitude about relationships, commitment, marriages was completely different back in the 50s and 60s what was the difference completely different what was the difference it was societal thing you didn't you didn't just go get divorces when things weren't right you stuck it out and you worked through it and it wasn't just as easy to you know run down the street and find somebody else because those people were also in committed relationships the whole societal attitude towards pretty much everything was different right i mean don't send emails but there was specific gender roles when our parents were married and dating and growing up. Specific. Right. Men were the hunter-gatherers, went to work. Mom stayed home and took care of the family and the children, right? Like it or not, that's what, what it was. It was. And it worked. It mm -hmm. worked. When we separate that out and the family gets separated out because, you know, these are just my opinions, so jump in here and, and correct me, but... Um, because we want more stuff, we got to send mom to work. Right. And then, so, cause we want all this and we want more stuff and then kids go to daycare. Well, that costs money. So now, yeah. so now we're just kind of going now in we circles. we got to make more money to send we, our kids to daycare. And we're just going in circles because we got to send mom to work to get the, the kids to daycare. To, and I, I don't know. It's just so different to, back May then. I say to you though, in a positive and a negative way, women are becoming more educated, right? So women actually statistically have more college education than men these days. So women have more masters and PhDs. They're getting higher education degrees more so than men. Uh, and 
I think too, and I, I'm a woman and I am a career woman and entrepreneur. So I applaud women for having a career and a life. Uh, but I think that's part of the downfall is that, you know, uh, women have become so fiercely independent that they don't want to be reliant. I mean, you hear, I hear this a lot of times from women and it makes me sad because they'll say, I don't need a man. Yeah. I don't need a man. And, and I think you heard some of that. There was some of that because I mean, the women's movement occurred then Yes, for voting rights and uh, equal rights and everything that started in, in those time frames that our parents were growing up. And it's good um, to, I, it, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's that that's, but what we're talking about is relationships and dating and marriages. Right. And it was just, I just, my thoughts are, it was just a different attitude period. Right. Towards everything. Right. Right. We didn't chase after a lot of stuff back then. Right. You know, if there was a sink, we had one car. And we had enough, you know, two bedrooms, one for the kids. People one for were us, satisfied. We were satisfied. And, you know, I can remember my dad's first car was like $1,100 and he bought it used and he was happy as a lark. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, holy cow, I got my, that was his first car. Right. Um, were our parents yeah, so, friends though? So let's, let's go into that. Cause I think one of the things that I always stress, you know, is that whole people should be best friends. And I, I wonder, based on what you just said, because so the differences in society were such that uh, you were almost, there was almost a pressure to get married, have kids, you know, man so. works, woman raises the children. Um, were they friends? Were they best friends? I know that they were each other's confidants. But were they best friends? I think you certainly hear that more from that generation than you do from currents. What? Best that friends? That was my best friend, and I couldn't imagine spending 60 years with anybody else. But Right. Hmm. Okay. I mean, and especially if you look at, uh, you know, our grandparents. If, right. You know, they said that. My grandpa said that. My grandma said that. Um, I didn't see my grandparents as best friends at all. They were, they were a head of a household of seven children. Uh, you know, seven kids. And, you know, we had five in my family. My dad traveled. I, I don't know that I saw my parents being best friends. I don't know, but they clearly are because they're still married and they still do everything yeah. together and they still love each other. But I don't know that I saw it. And I just wonder if that was a value like it is now. There's all these expectations put on people put on relationships now, which is, by the way, a really good point. One of my points, I think the demise of most relationships, in my opinion, as a matchmaker, because my, and I've said this a million times, my job is to manage people's expectations. I can't tell you how hard that is because people don't have realistic expectations. Uh, they don't. And, uh, and if we had realistic expectations, if we knew who we were and what we needed in a relationship and they were realistic, not based on what we can have or could have or could get, but based on what we should have because of who we are, you know? Yeah. I mean, Steve brought up a good point. He just jumped in here on, on Facebook and said, previous generations gave more of themselves, right? Of themselves yes. to everything, yeah. not just relationships. That was just kind of the attitude back then. Right. Um, including relationships. And today people always seem to want more for, th for themselves, not, give themselves. Right. And I think that's a really valid point because you saw that in, you know, during World War II, 
the women went to went to work, right? They went riveting Rosie, you know, they went to work. They went to build up the, the tanks and the guns and all the stuff the, the guys needed overseas. And, we don't have to go and, all the way back to World War II. You know, here. but. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, sounds like my dad with a history lesson. Um, I'm having a flashback. But no, I, I, there were a team. I think was what you're trying to say is there were a team. We don't need to go build tanks, ladies. Nobody wants to build a tank in a dress looking pretty. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you're bringing up a point of what we're having this discussion about. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, um, I definitely. Um, that completely I, defines the the difference in the thought pattern. You know what? Not. I mean, not true. <laughs> not true. Because when the going gets tough, you, you are a team. But we're not in the age of tanks, and we can't relate to that. Is my point. But but having said that, I think that. Um, that well, tell me Steve's point again because I started thinking about tanks and now I'm somewhere else. <laughs> he said previous generations gave more, gave more of themselves. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Instead of going yeah. after more for themselves. Okay, I know what I was going to so say. So it's a uh, versus four. I was going to say there's those people that go a relationship is fifty fifty. It's not fifty fifty. It's a hundred a hundred. So if you're giving 100% of you to your partner and they're giving 100% of themselves to you, that's what it is. That's what a relationship well, is. Why is that different from uh, our parenting race to it is now? Why was it different back then? Because they were actually giving 100%. Now people have, they're, they're wading their little baby toe into a relationship. Well, I'm going to be in this relationship and love you um, and be committed to you as long as you do what I say or you're who I need you to be or you do the things that I want you to do. And the minute that you don't, there's going to be somebody else out there that will. Do you think that part of that is because uh, we're time starved? Like our parents' generation wasn't time starved like we are. Right. You know, we mm -hmm. didn't have our feet and toes and hands and 14,000 things that we felt like we have to do. You know, weren't they always busy though? I think if I asked my dad, he would say we were, he was super busy. I mean, my dad traveled four days out of the week. He was busy. No, what I'm saying is like, but we didn't have internet. We didn't have social media. We didn't have clubs. We didn't have groups. We didn't have, right. I mean, the main factor of the, of the social society was the church, right? For right. the most part. I mean, and chambers and businesses and organizations like that. I mean, to me, it's, uh, and you brought it up earlier, there's so many distractions out there just right. in, for our life, period. Right. Don't even worry about the relationship. Just look at our lives, how much distraction we have just in our lives. Right. You know, right. Just, it's crazy. And then you add in children into that, and then they bring in a whole bunch of distractions. Do, as they do you grow, know? So. So, so I think this is an important point when you talk about distractions. If anything taught us about distractions, people, the quarantine had to have, because it had to have been eye-opening. I know for myself, you know, and I'm just using myself as an example because I know what my distractions were. It was those moments where you could step out of your life. Like normally when I get done with, get done with work, I would go do this or go do that. Or on a Saturday, I'd wake up and I'd go do this and go do that. Well, when you couldn't go do that, you realized I have no distractions. I got to focus on myself, my life. Like it took, Hopefully. yeah. I mean, it literally stripped away everything from our life except what was important. And that was love, our family, ourselves. Right. Right. 
Stay so I think there. you got a feel of like Stay there. what it was like in the 60s and 70s right. with, a, with a little less of that. Yeah, because you had work. Right. And you had family. And people weren't and as distracted. And then you had some attitude. You had some activities and like maybe they didn't have whatever, Maybe people so. didn't have money to go out every single night to dinner with their families or they didn't have all the social activities because there's social media now putting all this stuff together. I mean, maybe things were just simpler. So when's the, when's the last memory that you have of eating dinner with your folks as you were growing up? My whole life. We sat together every sat night at, at six o'clock mm -hmm. for dinner. See? Every single night at six o'clock, all five of us children were sitting at a table with yep. my parents together. And the sad part was, is we were forced to eat food we didn't want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to eat something green. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it didn't matter if it was mom, if it was split pea soup, I still had to eat it and spit it in my napkin if I didn't like it. Because we ate what our parents gave us. We weren't given 10,000 options. Oh, honey, you don't like that? Let me make you a special meal. We ate... What my mom prepared well, for us. So you're also building. So now you're also illustrating a point of how those individuals grow up. Right. And then they come into like what you said earlier. When they go search for that relationship, they want that relationship that's me, me, me. Right. It's me, me, me relationship. So right. as long as you give me everything I need. Right. We'll be good until you need something. That's when I got an issue. And it just, in my opinion, it just didn't happen in those, when our parents, that, well, that, just, was wasn't the whole, the, that just wasn't the way they, and, they thought. And the, let's just talk about the difference in generations, because I hate to say this, hate to say this, but some parents have raised their children now that these children can get anything they want now. Everything revolves around the life of their children, you know, their, my activities, my day, their meals, you know, mom may be making three different meals for three different kids because they don't like this and they won't eat vegetables and this one won't do that. And this, what does this do? It sets them up in life that they sh everything needs to be their way, their job, their relationship. Right. This is what is crashing life. This is why kids now, this is why marriages are no longer happening amongst younger generations. They don't value marriage anymore. They don't value commitment anymore. I'm not just saying this. Like statistically, they're not wanting to get married. They're having babies out of wedlock, you know. And it's like a thing. Now. It's a thing. It's oh, like, hey, we're going to have this gender reveal party and all these things, like these big parties. And I'm like, you guys are People having multiple children <laughs> without being married. We love each other. We've been dating for 10 years. We care. love each other. We're committed to each other. Then get married. Then what's the holdup? <laughs> but they don't want to be married because they don't want to be tied down. They're not buying houses. They're not buying cars. It's an out. That's all it is. They it's have, just they an have, out. They're, they're whole self out. Yeah. No, and the sad thing is, is when, when that occurs, the only ones that suffer are the kids. Yeah. And society, because we got to think what's you know? going to happen to our economy and everything else as, as this generation grows into leadership, you know, if we don't have people that stand for things that mean something and it's all about them and it's se everything's self-centered around what I want and what I need, and there's no commitment to anything anymore, where are things going to go? I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Does anybody else have any comments? Because I have one that I want to bring up. This was my favorite. Let's do that one. I think the other thing while you're looking at that is that those type of, if you will, attitudes, just to, talking to my parents and my parents' friends and, again, my grandparents and everything and just kind of how they raised my parents and stuff is, you just – they did that just didn't occur. Right. It just – you got through it the best you could, and that was life. And sometimes it sucked, 
and you got through it. Right. There wasn't any, you know, baby this and, and, and it's, you need to grow up, you need to move on and, and get it done. Yeah. And yeah. you just can't, I mean, we're the oddballs by saying that in today's society. I know. That's okay. I'm good being an oddball. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Well, okay. <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, I, my favorite answer that I got today, I mean, there was, there was, I asked a friend of mine for three and all of them are amazing and I'm going to read them all. The first one was communication, forgiveness, respect, and effort. Um, actions follow intent. That's hot. It's for sure. So hot. Um, it's, they're supposed to. Yeah, of course. Uh, stand. I love this one. Stand when a woman stands, treat her like a queen. I mean, that is, uh, that is, it's still something a woman wants. It's still, I mean, if you treat a woman like that, she's going to treat you like the man that you are in return. It's, it is a yin yang, but this is my favorite. The third one's my favorite. But I asked, I asked him about what he would teach his sons because he has boys. So the answer was about loving a woman. Sure. Uh, be willing to love her when she doesn't deserve it and when you don't feel like it. If both of you are doing that, it's amazing what happens. Be willing to love her when she doesn't deserve it and even when you don't feel like it. Like anybody that's been in a marriage or a long-term relationship, you get that. There are times when people don't deserve it or you don't feel if like it. you can it. love someone at their worst, yeah. you'll have no problem loving them at their best. I mean, that is so awesome. That's love. Yeah, like that simple. is... That is it because then it's, that is unconditional. Now that is, that is something outside of you. If, you know, if you love somebody, the conditions of that shouldn't change anything. The conditions of right. your life or who they're being in a moment should not change that love. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And I love that he's teaching his sons how to stand up when a lady comes yeah, to the me table. Or, man, you don't see that anymore. He is from the South. I love my Southern mm -hmm. boys. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the way we're raised. Okay. Um, okay, my mom so, to this day would still get on me if I didn't do that. I love that. So, Chairs and doors. And, and you are that way, Brad. Every, you are that I way. Say. I know we uh, we went to a uh, we went to a Memorial Day party, and a friend of mine remarked at how how much of a gentleman Brad was to me, um, and how respectful he was to me personally in our communication and, and actions. So she made a remark. She noticed it. So oh, well, thank kudos. You. I know. Very nice. So did anybody else comment? Steve came back and had another question I thought was interesting. He says, how much do you think the internet and social media making the world smaller and more connected impacts the longevity of relationships? That's a, there's a lot in that question. Okay. So read it to me one more time. So how much do you think the internet and social media making the world smaller and more connected impacts the longevity of relationships yeah it uh, a, a lot I think I think I think technology as wonderful as it is and the ability to connect people like it does also has such a disconnecting factor to it as well um, I think people think they know people you know I mean how many people do you go oh yeah we're friends on Facebook you know sure. but right. and and people think that they know somebody when they don't really know them they just know what they think they know of them uh, because you know get that that whole social thing but I but I think the fact that people this the grass is greener somewhere else syndrome right I think that's what it causes right because there's people have this facade that there's so much availability yep. out there. I can always just go yeah. to the next one. Well, that's not working for me. And you know, he's got this or she's got that. I'm just going to go on to the next person because that person's not perfect. 
and there's somebody that's perfect for me, and look at all these great guys and all these great girls and all this availability that I have. And the prettier you are, the more availability you have, which is true, or the more handsome. You but know. that's never changed. I mean, that's been since but the dawn of time. But on social media, you have a lot more access to it. There <laughs> so is a lot more access. The caveman with the bigger club and the and the cave lady with the prettier eyes. Yeah, but eyes. how many caves can you get into when you're walking with a, you know what I mean? But in social media. No, but I, that's what I'm saying. It just may, it, it creates a situation where, oh, okay, I'll just go to the next friend or mm -hmm. I'll find another one on the app or I'll just look around some more. Right. And, and back in the day, if you will, when our parents were growing up, you're talking about this, this generation is they didn't have that. Right. They met a gal and they had a connection and, and she had a connection with him and they made it work and they, they fostered it and they worked through it and they thought about it. You know, that doesn't mean it's six months down the road. They didn't look at each other and go, I'm out. Right. But they took the time right. to attempt it. There wasn't that up oh, second date. Yeah. She did this or he did that. I'm out. I'll just go over here. Yeah. Because it just didn't exist. Right. Yeah. And so much more is available through social media too. And technology. I mean, you've got online dating apps, you've got, Facebook dating, you've got, every, you've got yeah. all the social media accounts. I mean, there's not one social media account that you can't hit on somebody. Somebody could, I mean, Instagram's just pictures, but there's, there's, you know, a messenger Ooh, function to that. You can be asked out on that too. I mean, yeah. there's not, there's not anything that people aren't using these days as means to get to know people. And I think the other thing, you know, when we, great when we talk ways, about this these this generation or our parents or whatever and how they how they fostered stuff they met him face to face if you bumped into somebody or you thought someone was cute or you you went and approached them face to face there was no or you went through a friend or a friend said hey you should meet brad or you should meet jen or whatever right. the case may be so there was already a little trust factor a little right. credibility right and it, it you met face to face or right. you met in a group setting or Whatever, and I think that was, I think that's critical. You talk about that all the time, and today is right. Try to get face to face, you know, before all this craziness, as as soon as you can. Right. You know. Right. Let's see. There's a few more. Um, you know, I uh, I think that um, I think that technology can be distracting, but people need to get a grip on it. They need to understand, especially. You know, especially again here, we, the only reason I bring the pandemic up is only because of the fact that we got glaring, had to look at our life. We had to look at who we were, what we were doing, uh, what, you know, what we were doing and what we weren't doing. Uh, I know for myself, I realized that all the dinners out and all the events, not concerts, because those don't count, because that's sheer entertainment. <laughs> I love going to concerts, but but the daily things, the the you know the dinners out, the shopping, you know, for this or that, you know, going and grabbing something, those were just distractions. Those were just they were just a distraction for me. And everybody had their distractions, and I think that's the one thing that maybe other generations weren't was distracted. Maybe they weren't distracted. Their focus was their life and their family. Work and focus family, was family and, and, God. and work. Yeah, and God. That was kind of the vertical line. Right. You know? Right. And there was structure in homes. You know, there was at least for many homes. Not everybody had structure in their home. I'm a counselor. I can assure you, structure was not in every home. But in the good, healthy homes, 
There was meals together. There was family vacations together. There was church together. You know, there were there were things that you did as a unit that brought that that I mean. I can remember the days of the summer vacay. Yeah. Jumping in the car, the, the wagon. wagon, wagon. Of course, the wagon. The you had to have wagon. the wagon. Yes. And I sat in the very back rumble seats, no seatbelt, and we drive four hours to go somewhere. Right. And spend a weekend, and right. that was the, that was like woohoo. We loaded up five kids in a station wagon, Brad. Oh, Lord. oh yeah, no, it was your not poor, your poor father. Every summer for two weeks, we went on a vacation. Every summer. The big joke was me. Is that our hotel? Is that our hotel? Is that oh, our yeah. hotel? I could not. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Yeah. Are we there oh yet? my God. Um, but, but you know what? Your family, I mean, I'm still close to most of my siblings. I mean, obviously we're older, but uh, they became your best friends. Like, you know, that was your family. I mean, we had family values and I, I see families out to dinner now and doing things together and their kids' faces are plastered in their phone or their iPad. They're playing games. That's how parents entertain their kids now. They don't sit and talk to them. They shove an electronic device in front of them mm-hmm. and the kid's completely disconnected, doesn't even, ha- doesn't even know how to have relationships yep. and connections with other people. They don't know how to communicate. They're not taught because their sh- electronic device is shoved in front of them. And I think that's really critical when you talk about our us versus our parents. It hit late in our life. We were in our upper 20s, 30s before all this. And then the cell phone wasn't what it is today. Right. But, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we were, we were just thought it was cool to have a bag phone <laughs> and make a call. I remember but, the bag phone. But the bottom line is, is it hit a little bit later in our life. So, you know, I'm constantly watching my kids and warning my kids, you know, pick up the phone, quit right. texting, call you the person you want to talk to or whatever. But a couple more comments on here. Um, Sadie says, they all friends friends, right? And make it an excuse to communicate regardless of being in a relationship or not. So she's experienced that there's communications and they may or may not be in a relationship. Um, and then she said, you know, online dating is a pure distraction because once you get bored, what do you do? You start scrolling again. Right. Well, let me find another one. Right. We'll see what the next I one think is. there's an addiction to it. I, I really do. I think that there is, uh, there is, and I'm sure they have some psychology built into all of that, that there's an addiction to that online dating. I've seen people do it. I've watched, I've been next to them and watched them go through. There's no chance they could possibly even have seen that picture, much less read anything on the profile about the person. Well, They're and, just, you just, and, that, and that's what we were talking about. Like you just didn't have that opportunity when our parents were growing up. So, you know, I think, I think if, you know, not that we have to wrap it up, but we should wrap it up because at the end of the day, we're all coming up with the same answers. Like there are values and we've shown them like it it takes effort. Relationships take effort. They take a commitment uh, to, to work. And I think that's what our better generations did is they were willing to put the work in. They were willing to put the effort in for that relationship. And now we have become a society that is just a throwaway society. This doesn't work for me. I don't like this. Uh, you know, and, and everything else, everything that you may ever need is at your fingertips. So when that relationship doesn't work out, the first thing people do is get online and start looking again. Well, and I think, and we've probably talked about, but they go, we, you know, they go into relationship with already the kind of, me attitude right because they know i just go over here 
you know, you've told stories about someone who did it on a date, left a date and went somewhere else for another date. Oh like, yeah. That's... So like, I think that's causes a lot of problems because they, I mean, they just go into the situation. Well, I'll put about 75% into this because she's not going to get my all because I don't know if this is going to work out or not. And our parents didn't do that. They went in and they said, I got this great lady I want to meet. I'm right. Take her to dinner and I'm going to buy some flowers. And, and whatever happened you know, to, kind of whatever gonna, happened you know, to pursuing one person, you know? I mean, why do we have to have a backup plan? Why can't you just take the chance? I mean, could you get hurt? Absolutely. Could it be the wrong person? Absolutely. Could you get played? Absolutely. But if you don't try, if you have not put 100% of your effort in and the other person hasn't put 100% of their effort in, then it wasn't a real attempt anyway. What's the little ladies? I, I used to tell my daughter that when she was younger. She's like, you got to kiss a few princes, uh, frogs before you find your prince. No chip wants to kiss a frog. <laughs> you know, but... Speaking of kissing, there's another great thing. So that, that conversation yeah, is coming Whatever happened to kissing? Like we should want, I mean, it, there seems to be so much emphasis put on jumping right into the sack with somebody. What happened to the days of making out with somebody for hours? You should find somebody you like to kiss. A kiss is more intimate, can be more intimate than anything. Kissing doesn't occur if you jump in the sack with someone? Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> wow. Sometimes, I mean, some people don't care about kissing. Like, in, that is, kissing could be way more intimate to somebody than sex is. It's... It could, I guess. It's, uh, but have you ever had a bad kisser? Um, I would say no. But I don't, but I don't, I don't worry about, like, I don't, like, how do you tell if it's a, I guess you would just know, like, what, what do you go kiss 400 people and say, well, those two I liked and these Well, 20 if you've I never dated anybody that was a bad kisser, then, you know, that didn't know how to kiss. If you don't know how to kiss, learn how to kiss. And if people don't like kissing where, you. Where's that class? Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, uh, how do you, I have had clients say that. Hey, listen, I will say this to you. I've had people, I've had people break up with somebody right off the bat. First date, second date, third date, whatever it was, because they couldn't kiss. They were not a good kisser. But is that fair? Because can't that be fixable? But how do you teach somebody how to kiss? You talk to them. If if you feel this other urge and there's this connection and this chemistry and you're like, damn, but it's the kissing. Like, can't you just sit down with that person and talk to them and say, okay, we got a, we got a couple challenges here. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you suck at kissing. <laughs> no, that's not how we do things, Brad. We well, don't yeah, tell people I what know, they do that's wrong. That's not how they do things. It's but, not how we do things. Right. I mean, if you do need to correct somebody for something like that, like it, it is like everything else is great except for the kiss, you would positively instruct them as to what you like. You know, maybe slow them down, say, you know what I like, you know what I love, especially ladies to a man, because they want to make you happy. Tell them what you love, not what you don't like. Tell them what you love and how you like things. It doesn't matter if it's kissing or anything else. Tell them how you like it so they have an opportunity to show up. And kissing is something you could practice on. I mean, it is. I'll be the first to say, I don't want to practice on somebody, though. Like, I don't <laughs> want to teach somebody a kiss if they kiss. I mean, I'm I will just say saying. This. I will say this. Three women, four oh. women have commented on this. And they've all said, guys, pay attention. They've all said, my sentiment's exactly on kissing. This is great. Spot on. Kissing equals passion. 
So it sounds like the boys. Kissing is important to it women. It sounds like the boys might be wah wah. <laughs> Kissing is important to women. I mean, and it is to a lot of men. I know a lot of men that like kissing too. And if you can find that person that you could make out with for hours, that's that is chemistry. That is that is chemistry, and it is important. Like I said, I think that I do think that kissing can be more intimate sometimes than sex itself. Uh, if you're with the right person, I mean, it can be incredible turn on if it's a good kiss. So Brent said, I've met a bad kisser and it surprised me like shaking a man's hand and it's a dead fish. <laughs> What'd you that. do, Brent? I What'd do you do? That. I hate that when you get the guy with the, I can't stand that. With what? With the little fishy handshake. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. And you know what? I'll Anybody say that. Anybody with it. With yeah, a I don't like females that do shake. it either. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, that doesn't mean you have to go. Right. You know, but oh, I've had guys almost, quick... like, I'll literally, like, you almost broke my hand. Like, yeah. there's no way to even not say yeah. anything because you're dying. You like, don't, have don't to do, that. do that to a woman's little hands, guys. Don't squish our hands. Um, but yeah, intimacy is important. And if people maybe spent more time on snuggling and kissing, and more time on making someone happy in that and paying attention to how they're responding. That's how you become a better kisser if you're a bad kisser. Try looking at what that other, try, try noticing what that other person is doing because they might be able to teach you a thing or two about what they like. Yeah, if they're having problems breathing or choking, that's probably a, it's probably a bad sign. There's people with the motor tongues that are like, oh. <laughs> Uh, Everybody's had one of those motorboating. Everybody's had one of those. My brain right now. Motorboating. Yes. Okay, I don't want to know what that is. That's another podcast. (laughs) I don't want to know what that is. Um, But but everybody's (laughs) everybody's had that. Is anybody commenting with the tongue thing? Because that is like I hear that a lot. Not yet. Yeah. But give it a second. (laughs) But I know, I know. But but having said that, uh, there are ways. I think we have an opportunity here again. Uh, as we're getting back out there again to be more intentional, intentional dating, uh, to to bring Hashtag. some of these things back because uh, not that a pandemic's going to happen again. Could it? Sure, it could. There could be also another million things that could close down our country. We saw how fast that was. Where do you want to be if that happens again? Do you want to be alone? No, people do not want to be alone. People. People want and we need companionship. We weren't designed to be alone. Uh, and don't wait, people, until your kids are out of the house. I hear so many women especially do that. They wait until their kids are gone. And now they're well into their 50s, right? Some of them are early 50s. And now they're trying to find a suitable partner. You know, don't wait until your kids are gone. Kids are part of your life. You know, it, it's, well, and the right you can person, balance that. The right person won't care. Yeah. And most likely in this age group, you're going to meet somebody with kids too. Right. I mean, that's just kind of the way it is right now. So. Yeah. Chances are if somebody's the over whole the age of I don't 40 something and they've been married, they probably have kids. You know. So, yeah. Uh, Less is more I... with the tongue. Someone just replies. <laughs> Less is more. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that visual. We appreciate that. A little distracting. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> so it sounds like the take-home message is be intentional. Guys, treat them like a lady and work on your kissing. <laughs> yeah. Be more mindful. Yeah. Be more mindful and and commitment-minded, commitment-focused. 
Focus on one person at a time. You don't have to date 10 people at a time. You don't have, you don't have to date three people at a time. You don't have to juggle. You're not even going to remember what you said to one person to the other. Focus on one person at a time. It's okay. If it doesn't work out, don't take it personally. Not everybody's for us. Not every, you know, we're not for everybody. Move on. Move forward. You know, I always tell people it's a matter of you're either somebody's person or you're not. I'm not for everybody. They're not, not everybody's for me, et cetera. Just own it like that and move on as quickly as possible. Uh, and be intentional about it. Be focused on it. There's no reason why we can't focus on love and relationships. Well, again. I think if you <clears throat> if you get been, away the, the distractions, get rid of the distractions. If you've been following the podcast and you follow Jen, you know, and you're doing your homework. Yes. For both on yourself and what your needs and wants are, you'll only need the one person. Right. You because you've taken the time to find that person. You don't need to go, well, i got to date these four because I don't know which one of them's going to check which boxes. You've taken the time to find the one that's I can right assure and you, you make the effort for the one. If you're dating four people, you're the one that's not checking their boxes because you're distracted. You're not present 100% in that connection. Wow, you're the one good. not checking boxes. So stop it. Uh, and I think the other thing, too, that Brad mentioned that I haven't said in a long time if you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, we've got a lot of good material. I mean, we're trying, we're, I shouldn't say we're trying, there's a lot of material to keep it fresh. Uh, and uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and go back and listen to some of the, the previous podcasts and tune in every week. I mean, we're trying to stay up to date. I am a dating coach, a matchmaker. I'm seeing what's going, I can't say I love it, but I am aware of what's going on and I am going to talk currently about current affairs. I mean, I know today our focus was bringing back, you know, some of the things that other generations did. There's no reason we can't because it worked. It worked. I think that's proven, right? Yes. I didn't always work, but love doesn't always work. And were those generations, Brad, some of them overcommitted? I mean, there were lots, I can tell you, there were lots of people in relationships, parents, that stayed for the kids that shouldn't have, you yeah, know, because again, that's back to that societal belief system. And that's, right. we just don't do that. We stick it out and it might've even hurt that person. It, um, and the know. kids, because yeah. kids are smarter than we give them credit for. They see things that we don't know that they see. Uh, our job is to not only love our other person that we're with and love our partner, but it's also to teach our children how to love someone. And if we're not loving them, what favor are we doing our children right. teaching them what love is not, right? Ignore your spouse, have separate lives, you know, don't like them, demean them, talk down to them, don't include them. You know, I mean, I don't know sometimes when I do look on social media, it's hard to tell sometimes whether somebody's married or not, because I'll see family portraits with mom and the kids or dad and the kids, yet they're married. Yeah. What is that? What's a family portrait without your family? Like we People just still do family portraits. Yes. God, we still have ours that used to hang over the fireplace. Remember those Dude, days? I do. I <laughs> Everybody do. in their little ties and their little vests and yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, we did not have that. Uh, but uh, well, I think I think what you're saying is is very valid, and, and I hope people are hearing it right. But it's okay to be a little old fashioned. It's okay. It's okay for the lady. It's great actually to be the lady and be courted and be pursued and to not you know, feel like you have to roar all the time, like right. take your armor off yes. as a female and yes. be a female and Absolutely. then let the man kind of take, 
take charge, if you will, for, you know, in this and pursue and, and do the things that he needs to do to showcase that he is interested and wants to date you and, you know, all the things that we've talked about at nauseum here, but at nauseum, you know, I wouldn't go that far, okay, but maybe yeah, not I'm not nauseous. I'm drinking, good. maybe drinking. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. Well, you know what? I hope you guys like the new platform where we uh, can go live and take your questions and comments. Uh, we love hearing from you. I think it's been the perfect time uh, with, with the pandemic that people have been off work and had a little bit more time to join in on conversations like this. These conversations matter. Some people don't have other people to have these conversations with, and they matter. Uh, so, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for being a, li uh, a listener with the Lovability Podcast. You can always listen in to any of the episodes uh, audio uh, on our uh, stations, any of the podcast stations. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Wednesday at 2. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.